Zach and Lindsay here with you, joined now in studio by Rex Ponder of University Ace. Rex, we missed you so much last week. We're glad you're feeling better. Glad you're back. I'm back in full force, and I'm glad to be here. I tell you what, uh, I always miss being here with my segment with uh, all you folks here at uh, uh, the radio station, and so I am glad to be back and whole again. I tell you what. Uh, and I'm sure people listening are uh, are glad that you're back. I mean, I don't know what they did last week without their, their Rex Ponder dose. Oh, so. my goodness. They well, just went to Ace on Saturday that's to right. see Rex participate in the raffle. In the studio, come see me at Ace. <laughs> <laughs> do want to show you this nice little cut I have on my thumb. You this I took some, some um, I I took some knives sharpened to Ace. Oh, did you? Yes. Uh, wonderful process. Very simple. Uh, very quick. Uh, I, I wear a Kevlar glove when I am using my kitchen knives because they're very sharp, because they're very sharp for mace. But I was drying a knife and oh, cut no. myself through the towel. Oh, Yeah. So I can goodness. speak firsthand as to the sharpness of the knives from the new knife cutting station at University Ace. That's a cool new service you guys are offering. It very is. Cool. It, uh, we've got a new machine that uh, sharpens uh Kitchen knives, and if it's long enough, uh, pocket <clears throat> knives too, and uh, that kind of thing. And boy, you just didn't realize how sharp a knife could be mm-hmm. until you do that. And I tell everybody, uh, I had four or five of my wife's knives sharpened, and uh, uh, I tell you, it's hard to believe how sharp those things can be. And I tell everybody, you be careful with these things now. They. Uh, they're what you want, but they're even beyond what you think you're going to get. So, yes, we had a had a uh, good Saturday. I was back on Saturday when we had our special day with grilling. We had a good time last week. We appreciate everybody that came in and joined us. Uh, uh, we served good barbecue out there, uh, some off of uh, – uh, Traeger Grill, some off of a Green Egg Grill. We had raffles. We did a special on knife sharpening, and uh, we just had a good time last Saturday. Good. I'm thankful to say. And uh, so we're back to normal. Uh, we're with the hot, humid days. Yesterday, though, was just a two-shirt day for me. Uh, I have to change shirts during the day because I get out and sweat it's hot out there man it is i hope you're drinking your water and humid i am drinking plenty of fluids gotta hydrate to be great rex i love that fire right you've got to do it rex ponder what are we talking about today that's where i was leading into the uh this humidity and uh these afternoon showers and all that we have going really create and we talk about this virtually i think every week now uh, a lot of fungus problems. Well, recently, and uh, of course every year, uh, I have people come in that uh, have uh, some American boxwoods. We have a lot of people here in Auburn that still have old-fashioned American boxwoods, buxus and perverans, and they start getting dead spots on them. It won't be the whole plant. Uh, the rest of the plant could look just green and vibrant, then they'll have a dead spot on one side and maybe another dead spot on the other side. And uh, most of these, if not all of these problems, are fungal-related. They're Mm -hmm. fungus-related. Now, we have uh, a lot of clay here in Auburn, Alabama. 
You people know about, you gentlemen mm-hmm. know about uh, our heavy clay soils, and right. your American and old-fashioned boxwoods do not like necessarily these uh, types of soils. So when you do want to use those and you do have a heavy clay content in the soil, uh, you need to thoroughly amend that soil and uh, in most cases provide a post-hole drain under the plant to give an, uh, a place for the excess moisture to go. And uh, loosen that clay up, what clay you have there, with a good soil amendment that uh, will allow those uh, roots to breathe because mm-hmm. boxwoods like a high level of oxygen to their roots, and this is inhibited when you have you put these things in heavy clay, and then that usually leads to a fungus called volutella buxi, which is volutella blight. Uh, and what this blight does is it kills branches back one by one uh, and uh, makes the boxwood look bad. And, of course, once it kills these branches on these things, the only thing you can do at that time with that dead branch is cut it off. Mm. And, of course, as we well know, uh, American boxwoods are, are Buxus sempervirin uh, are slow-growing. And so it takes a while for these to come back out, but uh, people who have older boxwoods that have been there for 20 years and all don't want to take the whole plant out. So you can do things to to treat this, but uh, uh, you have to cut the branches out. And, Lindsay, as you mentioned a while ago, it's very important when you're out there, and I suggest to you to start out by cutting this dead wood out. You hate to do it. It leaves a little gap, a little hole. Cut it out. But then before you put your shears up or your hand uh, snips and all that you cut it out with, you need to sanitize those things because you can spread this to other boxwoods that might not have this problem. Sanitation is p- is important when there's a fungus among us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, he's on his game today. When there's a solid. fungus among us, uh, it is important. And so it's very important to think about this with any of the fungus problems or disease problems you have on your plants or grass and trying not to spread. Rex Ponder of University Ace with us in studio this morning. We continue our conversation next. Zach and Lindsay here with you, joined by Rex Ponder of University Ace. All right, Rex, where are we headed next, my friend? Well, we're still talking about volutella blight on boxwoods that cause those annoying dead branches in there that are diseased with this volutella blight. And as I mentioned in the prior segment, they should be pruned out uh, of the plants, preferably when the foliage is dry and um the boxwoods grow real thick, and it's very difficult. It's if, if you could ideally thin the boxwood out a little bit uh, and give more air circulation among the branches and all uh, and better light penetration, you would have a better chance of keeping this particular problem away. But that's very difficult to do. And uh, your old leaves that have fallen off, where these branches have died, 
and uh, accumulated on the ground need to be raked up and uh, taken out of the way. And then, you know, the the old leaves will fall in the uh, uh, and stick in the crotches of the branches still on the plant. And ideally, you need to shake them out. But it's uh, and the the point I'm telling and making is it's very difficult, very difficult. You can spend a lot of time out there trying to take care of these boxwoods, but those are the things that you you need to do to try to keep this stuff uh, away. Where? Where on the plant? Uh, in the crotches. Uh, okay, the I was making sure that's what you said. Okay, not, uh, not in your crotch. No, but, I, I uh, understand. I just, I just wanted to make. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Continue on. Where they accumulate there. All right. And then the other thing is, preferably, if you can, uh, they do not like overhead irrigation. Those of you that have irrigation system, and when the rain is not as sufficient as it is uh, right now, going on. Uh, drip irrigation is much better than than irrigating overhead, and that's true for a lot of things, gentlemen, including roses and things like that. But anyway, uh, uh, those are some of the natural things you can do. And then there are uh, fungicides, your copper fungicides, uh, specifically do a good job in helping to control this, lime sulfur does a good job, and fungicides also containing a zoxystrobin. Strobin Bless you. Can be used to, yes, thank you, uh, uh, if it's real severe. And uh, so uh, you can just start spraying those things. Should, the spraying should start just before the new growth comes out in the spring, and, t- and continue till the new growth is uh, completed. You need to spray periodically every couple of weeks till the new growth is completed. So this this is a difficult, the volutella blight is a difficult problem to have on our American boxwoods. But for those of you who who have newer landscapes or are redoing older landscapes who would like to use old-fashioned American boxwoods, be aware that there are things you can do up front in the planting, in the clay soil, and amending the soil and all that will help you long-term be able to grow these particular uh, items. And if you don't do that, you're going to be fighting this problem, and it's very discouraging to have to cut out some of your, uh, or cut a, what we call a hole in your boxwood by taking out dead branches and all, because it takes a while from these uh, uh for these boxwoods to put back in and fill in, even if you do get them sprayed and save them, for them to be at their uh, most beautiful again, be mm-hmm. in, in their prettiest uh, state again, it takes a while for them to come back out. But anyway, uh, you've got to remember also, I mentioned that, uh, you know, ideally they're so thick, if you could thin them out just a little bit, enough to get more air circulation in among the branches and uh, all, and it would, uh, and get more light in there, that would help, uh, but it also helps when you can thin them out to when you spray to get the fungicide. And if you don't, you just about have to take your sprayer 
and reach in the plant and spray inside the plant a little bit, or you'll be only spraying the the little bit of foliage on the outside there. Uh, but uh, anyway, choosing the right plant for the right place is very important, and so keep this in mind with this particular one. There might be another choice that would be a lot easier for you. Rex Bonder of University Ace joining us. We wrap up our conversation next. Final few minutes of this hour of Auburn Opelika this morning. Zach and Lindsay, Rex Bonder of University Ace. Rex, what are we wrapping up with this We're week? going to wrap this up as, uh, as, as my chair sinks here. Uh, yeah. We're going to wrap this up by uh, saying again, reemphasizing, it's very important as you landscape to pick plant material and trees that are best suited to your conditions, whether the soil conditions, the light conditions, or whatever, because if you do not, usually you create problems uh, such as this volutella uh, uh, blight that gets on this boxwood because uh, it's the wrong plant for the wrong situation a lot of times in our landscape and you, you get this. And so it's very important that you consult with your professional or do your homework and pick things that are best suited for your environment and landscape to uh, plant and you'll have a lot less trouble, a lot less heartache and keep a beautiful landscape uh, for many years. I am brought, uh, people bring in a lot of uh, leaves and pictures and branches and things, and I was thinking about that this morning as I was listening to you gentlemen on the radio of how important it is to be able to think on your feet. Right. You've got to be able to evaluate a situation and, uh, you know, think on your feet and, and give an answer. Well, I was thinking about a story I heard recently of uh this successful business lady in New York uh, who lived in downtown New York was a very successful business lady, lived, uh, she and she had a little poodle named Gordy that she lived with, and but they had just gotten tired of the big city looking at these skyscrapers every day, so she said it's time for a vacation. So she booked a vacation to Africa to get away, to get out in the wild, to see the land and uh, everything, and so... She packed her bags, and <clears throat> she grabbed Gordy up, and they flew to Africa. And uh, it was amazing. It was wonderful. They uh -huh. were out on a tour one day in the van uh, mm -hmm. in the Serengeti Plains, on the Serengeti Plains. And uh, uh, the driver stopped and said, I want everybody to get out and just experience the plains here. So they got out, and little Gordy, she put Gordy down, and Gordy just took off running. He'd never seen anything like this, not sure. in the city. He just took off running through the brush and, the, you know, just enjoying having the time of his life. And then he realized he was lost. Uh-oh. And uh, he couldn't. He looked around. He didn't know which way he had gone and uh, come. And so he was looking around, and he came upon this pile of bones. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was looking at these bones, and out of the corner of his eye, here comes a leopard drooling at the mouth, uh, growling, just easing up on him. Uh -oh. And so Gordy was standing there, and he said, what do I do, what do I do? And so he reached down and grabbed up one of the bones and uh, gnawed on it a little bit, and as the leopard got closer, he just 
threw it down out of his mouth and said, man, I love me some good leopard meat. And so the leopard said, Lord, what is this thing? And so he turned around and slinked off. Well, there was a monkey in a tree close by, and the monkey saw that, and he ran and caught the leopard, and he said, you idiot. That little old, that was a little old sissy dog. He made a fool out of you. And the leopard got mad, and he said, come on, let's go back. You come with me. So the monkey jumped up on his back, and he went uh, back uh, to the area. They went back in the leopard, and so the little dog was still standing there, and he looked up. And he saw him coming and said, oh, my gosh. And so uh, as it got closer, as the monkey and the leopard got closer, he reached down and picked up a bone again, and he slung it around in his mouth, and he, he looked up at him, and he threw it down, and he looked up at the monkey and said, where have you been? I told you an hour ago to go get me another leopard. So, gentlemen, being able to think on your feet, evaluate the situation, and think on your feet is very important. There you so, uh Rex Potter, thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you for uh, blessing us with that. I thought that would be a good <laughs> ending to... Uh, no, there's that. no question. There's Y'all no come question. to ACE, those of you that do not know the answers to some of your gardening questions, and we will do the very best we can. Absolutely. That's Rex Ponder joining us. Lindsey Crosby, good show. Good show. We'll see you tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow to wrap up our week together at 6 o'clock. Have a fantastic day, everyone, and get back to work.